Hello. Hi. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Julie. And this is School Gals. School <laughs> Gals. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about children ish. <laughs> children adjacent. Not just, um, topics. you know, yeah, not just children in general. Mm hmm. That's not who we are. <laughs> Neither of us have children. Uh, true. Uh, so that we know of. <laughs> I think we would both know. I don't know. <laughs> we had, I don't know. This could be the um, Matrix. We don't know. That's true. That's true. You, you got me there. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about scary things related to children. Yes. And I won't make any jokes. About how children are scary. <laughs> uh, because They're the scariest thing of all. <laughs> because that would be crass. <laughs> okay, anyway. okay, anyway. So I'm going to talk today about crying rocks. Oh, okay. Well, those aren't children. It's true. <laughs> I guess you could call them crying rocks. <laughs> They're a burden. <laughs> oh, God. They're a loud burden. Um, no. So <laughs> you'll see no. in my stories where yeah. the children come about. Yeah, yeah. So um, specifically, actually, I'm doing Crying Rocks in Japan. Oh, we're back. We're back to Japan. We've stayed in Japan. <laughs> We've never left. <laughs> so uh, Yanaki Ishi are stones or boulders which cry loudly at night. Uh, in many cases, the stones cry because they are... Possessed by the spirit of someone who was murdered. And so they're really sad or sometimes try to take revenge, which I'm not exactly sure how an inanimate rock object <laughs> you, could take revenge, just roll down a hill and land on someone. Yeah. This already is so um, stupid. <laughs> because, like, can you imagine getting murdered and then you're like, oh, fuck you, my, my ghost is going to avenge me. And then your spirit's trapped in a rock. In a rock for eternity. God, I mean, like, the rock was, like, the bummer of, of Charlie Brown oh and the Great Pumpkin. Yeah. And I got a rock. <laughs> wah, wah. That's me as a ghost after I get murdered. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it gets better. Uh, so, the most famous Yanaki Ishii actually comes from Kakagawa City. In Shizuka Prefecture. Um, so this story is known as actually one of the seven wonders of oh. Shizuka, oh. Um, which is fantastic. So apparently a bunch of cities in Japan have their own local, quote, seven wonders. Oh. Um, and they're kind of like mysteries or like urban legends or folk tales of a specific city. Um, and I also love it because the number seven means uh, nothing. I mean, well... <laughs> it means something. But it's like seven is like a kind of a mystical number. So they just choose the number seven. So in this specific area, in like Shizuka, there are 12. There are 12 seven wonders. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, okay. I don't know. It's, it's okay. fun. I like it. It's confusing. It's is what it is. super confusing. But, um, <laughs> but it's fantastic. So here is the story of this specific crying rock uh, in this specific area. Mm. Long ago, a pregnant woman was walking home through the steep mountains. She had reached Sayananakayama Pass. Okay. 
when she needed to stop for a rest because oh, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. Yeah. She leaned against a large round boulder to catch her breath, oh. but suddenly a bandit appeared. <gasps> He slashed at her with his blade and would have cut all the way through her if the sword hadn't also struck the large boulder she was leaning against. Oh, shit. It's a sword? It's a sword. Mm -hmm. When you said blade, I was picturing just like a knife. No, no, no. Full sword. Full, actually, samurai sword. Oh, yeah. Yikes. So the bandit grabbed her purse and fled into the night. The wound was a fatal one, and the woman bled to death. Oh. Incredibly sad. Oh, no. But... Thanks to the blade striking the rock, uh, her baby was not hurt in the attack. So it crawled out of her body. No. Mm. <laughs> yep. No. It did. <laughs> That's not how they do it. That's the story, though. <laughs> Uh, mortifying, but it's that's how it happened. Oh. Uh, so she, yeah, it crawled out through the stab wound. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> oh. Did the stab wound also cut the umbilical cord? <laughs> <laughs> it was like the most perfect slice. <laughs> Cauterized. <laughs> so she definitely died. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, although the mother was dead, her soul was so driven by the need to protect her child that it got stuck Inside the boulder. Gee, I don't. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Yes. It's a rock that's now, it's a haunted rock. Oh my God. Who would have thought? Is rocks on our list? Did we put rocks on our <laughs> theme No, we list? didn't. Oh we man. Should. Although this, this would have been the only one. I know. How was I ever going to find a better one? Uh, from then on, every night, the rock would wail and cry loudly. A priest from a nearby temple heard the rock's cry, and when he went to investigate it, he discovered the newborn baby. This little tiny baby. Just still there? Just still, still there. I mean, it's prob- this is probably still the night of, I'm assuming. All right. I don't know. <laughs> the priest took the baby to the temple and raised him, oh. naming him Arohachi. So then, the crying rock was from then on known as the Yunaki Ishi. But there's an interesting, weird little epilogue to this story. Uh-oh. So, Adohachi grew up and was apprenticed to a sword sharpener. Uh oh. After many years, he became an accomplished sword sharpener, um, as well as sword haver. Sword bearer. Bearer is a good, better. better than haver. <laughs> Anything is wielder? better than haver. Wielder. Ooh, sword wielder. Yeah. I like that. Um, <clears throat> so one day, a samurai appeared before Adahachi and commanded him to repair his chipped katana. Adahachi was surprised by a terrible crack in the blade. Mm. The samurai absentmindedly explained that the blade had been chipped many years before when it struck a stone on the Sayanakayama Pass. Very good. Thank you. (laughs) Arahachi realized that this samurai was the bandit who murdered his mother. So Arahachi stood up gave his name, and then took his revenge. Yes. Which reminds, it's full on, like, Inigo Montoya. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you killed my mother. My name is Arahachi. <laughs> <laughs> you killed my mother. Prepare, Prepare to, die. to die. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so fucking funny. Um, so that's fantastic. But yeah. you can still go and, um, and visit this rock, this boulder. I'm sure, because rocks usually don't go away. 
It's true. Um, <laughs> I just, I love also that he became uh, an expert sword sharpener. Right. Because there was this little man in my neighborhood who drove around on this cart. What? To sharpen knives for people. What? <laughs> like, it, it, the cart made this horrible, like, bong, bong. <laughs> it was just the worst sound. And I hated it. And I was like, who is this man? Oh and it's God. just an old man. He was on this, like, kind of golf carty thing, but even smaller. What? And he would ride around my neighborhood and people, and get, and, and sharpen knives for people. Like, he had one of those spinning stones. How does one become... I don't know. <laughs> a knife sharpener? I don't know. I'm almost positive that he's dead. <laughs> oh. Because he was very old. When I was very young. So, like, he retired to become a swordsman. Yeah. I'm a knifesman. A knifesman, yeah. I mean, he would have sharpened a sword for you if, if you had one, but most people in South Royal Oak <laughs> did not have one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that could be me one day. I like that idea. It could be you now. <laughs> it could you be you now. You just have to get the little cart and figure out... How to sharpen knives and yeah. drive around your neighborhood. Yeah. No one will know knives? what you're doing. Knives? <laughs> no, yeah. you're not selling no. them. You're not no. selling knives? them. Knives? Oh, sharpen your knives? Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you just Come gotta get, get your knives <laughs> sharpened. <laughs> you just gotta get like uh, get like one good customer. They'll yeah. spread the word they throughout will. the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and everyone will know when you're doing your little thing. <laughs> Even though it's irritating as hell, <laughs> you're just there to help. Like, oh, it's the knives, girl. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's weird. So that's all I'm picturing is him, is this um, Japanese man. A, a young man, I'm assuming. Yeah. Still young. <laughs> Riding around my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and then a samurai coming up to him and and, uh, and then the revealing whole, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, and then the whole uh, Inigo Montoya, you killed my mother, prepare to die. Yeah. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so I, I have another story about a crying rock, uh, but this is quite different. Huh. So once upon a time, there was a poor old widow living in a remote village with her only daughter. Her daughter was very beautiful. What? <laughs> in my head, when I heard old widow, I thought, okay, so no kids. <laughs> and then you said her their only daughter, and I was like, wait, you just said she was a widow. What am I yeah, thinking of? She could still have kids. I know. I know that. Like a spinster? I guess, yeah. Ooh. I don't... So she... Okay. Um, yeah, so she yeah. lived with her only daughter okay. because her husband was dead, but she still had a child. But, yeah. <laughs> so Jesus. Her daughter was very beautiful, but lazy, arrogant, and selfish. Ooh. So the young girl always wanted new clothes and the fanciest of everything. She asked her mother to buy anything she wanted, although her mother was very poor and very old. Because she wanted to look rich and beautiful, while her mother wore rags and worked her fingers to the bone. What a jerk. (laughs) Uh, So one day, they took the long road that led to the market. They walked slowly. The mother walked behind her daughter, heavy under the weight of a basket full of goods. The mother wanted to sell vegetables and fruit in the market. 
But on the way there, one of the villagers asked the daughter, Little girl, is that your mother? The villager asked. (laughs) No, she's not my mother, but my servant, replied the girl. (laughs) Her mother was not angry on hearing her daughter's answer. She's broken. (laughs) Right. She's so sad. Uh, She could understand that her daughter was ashamed of being poor and was ashamed of having an ugly mother. No. (laughs) That's so sad. I know. Out of nowhere, they're like, ugly mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. I know. So so sad. sad. What kind of bitch daughter? (laughs) God. <laughs> well, she, she gets some comeuppance, don't you worry. I'll bet. So this continued to happen as they went down the road with everyone they met. Everyone? Every person. Is that your mom? Nope. Nope. Just some She's my servant. Idiot servant. Look so how ugly little, she is. <laughs> so after this, it happened a few times. Uh-huh. Finally, someone came up and said, little girl, is the woman behind you your mother? Mm-hmm. He asked. No. She is my slave. <gasps> okay, well, that's different terminology. Mm-hmm. Words matter. Even more messed up. Oh, my God. Finally, after hearing this all day, the woman couldn't take it anymore. Her daughter was terrible, and she had to do something about it. Yeah. At last, the mother prayed to God to ask for a punishment for her... I forgot I wrote this. For her bitch-ass daughter. <laughs> So she prays, uh, my God, please, I beg you, punish my daughter. Help me, please. I can't stand seeing her bad behavior, begged the poor old woman. Please help me. My God, please help me. My God, punish her. Ooh. Mm. Kill her. Win. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the woman's prayer was so earnest that God looked down and was like, okay. <laughs> Suddenly, a thunderstorm brewed around oh, them. No. Lightning struck, but there were no clouds, no wind. And suddenly, the daughter's feet began to feel heavy. Oh, no. She looked down and saw that her toes had turned to stone. Amazed, she watched the stone creep up her legs, climbing higher and higher until her entire legs were stone. Oh, my gosh. My God, forgive me! Pardon me, please, don't punish me like this. The evil girl begged for mercy. The evil girl. (laughs) Evil. Uh, Mother, forgive me, please. I know I've made a big mistake. Uh, I do not obey you. Please help me, mother. I want to be a good child. The little evil daughter begged again and again. (laughs) Uh, But it was too late. Oh, my God. Her little body turned into stone slowly. All the people in the village came to see the strange and frightening event. The girl had totally turned into stone. I love that every person was like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> like, I'm imagining, like, a town crier being like, little girl being turned to stone. Hear ye, hear ye. This girl's a stone now. <laughs> And everyone's, like, bursting, like, opening their shutters, like, in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> um, so, although the girl turned completely to stone, into a, a rock, really, mm-hmm. she could still cry. Her tears dropped from her eyes. Her, her stone body stands there still today. Oh, my God. 
So is it like a like a statue looking almost, or is it just a rock? I think I think it's a little <laughs> more like a statue. Okay. Like probably it's shaped pretty human like um, because you can still see the tears are coming from eyes. Oh. Uh, but it's called like a like a stone, like a rock. Right. Right. So. Okay. Yeah, he's trying to get the perfect visual in my head. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. So those are two crying rocks, and they're crying for very different reasons. Um, How old was this girl? A little girl. I don't know. I would, I would guess like 11 or 12. Oh. Old enough to know better, but young enough to be terrible. <laughs> you know? But young enough to still be called a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yikes. Yeah. And that's it. Those are the crying rocks of Japan. Love it. Yeah. I never, never in a million years would I have thought that you were going to be talking about rocks today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I try to be surprising. Yeah. With an air of mystery. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. So, I'm talking today about El Coco, mm. which has several names, uh, one of which is El Cui Cui. Ooh. No, oh, I like... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's El Kukui. El Kukui. I said that one of the E's a little too early. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because there's only one. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm just going to be calling it Coco. Coco. Done. Coco is a mythical ghost monster, which is the best of both worlds. Yes. Uh, found in many Hispanophone and Lusophone Countries, which is Spanish and Portuguese-speaking countries. Portuguese. 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 (laughs) Uh, Coco is similar to what we would refer to as a boogeyman. (gasps) And just like our boogeyman, Coco doesn't have a particularly defined appearance. So, like, what do you imagine when you think of a boogeyman? So, <laughs> mine's, uh, so I think of the hush, 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 here comes the boogeyman song, uh-huh. and so I'm like, probably a tail, hops <laughs> like a frog, uh-huh. um, only comes out at night, mm-hmm. so like kind of like a shadowy appearance, mm-hmm. <clears throat> always a dude, I guess, because it's boogeyman, boogeyman, not boogie lady. person, <laughs> boogie lady, <laughs> um, or just boogie. For some reason, he's wearing a hat. Oh, okay. Like a top hat? Uh, no, more like a, um... Bowler hat? No, it's <laughs> almost like a sombrero, but... Oh, like Elsa Bon? Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, maybe that's why I'm... I'm picturing yeah. Elsa Bon, but with the tail and, like, hopping. And hopping. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. I picture, um, the drawing of Penelope from the movie Penelope. Oh, my when, gosh. Um, she's being described as a police... <laughs> When they do the police sketch of her. So, like, fangs and, like, not a pig nose, like a kind of witchy nose, Mm. I would have, I'm picturing, and Mm. then, like, scraggly long hair. (laughs) Um, And I think a lot of that has to do with, there was a a Disney Channel original movie called Don't Look Under the Bed. Oh, yeah. And I I don't know for sure if that's what the boogeyman looked like in that movie mm-hmm. but I feel like it's somewhere and so I think that that's why that's what I picture yikes but I don't know fangs scraggly hair yeah Ooh. just kind of like overall pretty gross 
But but I I mean when I was reading this I was like oh, I mean I've heard of the boogeyman my whole life but I've never been like oh the boogeyman looks like this yeah <laughs> you know yeah. yeah I guess I always think of him kind of just like a shadowy figure because I'm yeah like, he's only gonna come like the to get me at night mm-hmm. when I'm in my bed mm-hmm. um, or if I don't go to bed ooh, yeah specifically yeah. if I don't go to bed or if I'm not sleeping oh, no. Yeah. You just stay awake reading too late or something. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, Mom, I'm asleep. No, no. No. <laughs> no, I'm still playing Game Boy. <laughs> so Coco doesn't have a particularly defined appearance. Okay. Coco appears in a female form, too. Oh, cool. Yeah. And usually um, it is then called Coca oh. for a female as in cola? <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah. But right. coca and coco. Cola. <laughs> um, but the two beings, male or female, are seen as two extensions of the same monster. Mm. So coca is just coco taking on a female guise and vice versa. So there's really no gender. It's just like a monster Yikes. creature. So yeah. it's just kind of what it's choosing to look like. Yeah, like a shapeshifter. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's fun. Uh, no matter what form Coco takes, uh, they are always horrible to look at. <laughs> Perfect description. <laughs> that's what it says <laughs> on Wikipedia. In 1274, the Coca is described in a book called... Book three of Grants of King Alfonso III, <laughs> which sounds really great. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds quite dry, but this is an interesting story so far. Yeah. And huh. book three. <laughs> How many <laughs> books are there? Um, so Coca is described as a, quote, malignant sea creature, end Ooh. quote. Other sources from centuries ago in the Iberian Peninsula describe the coco as like a semi-aquatic reptile with spikes and a shell like a gigantic tortoise what yeah (laughs) (laughs) and this um this version survives on a daily diet of three cats and three bad children oh my gosh (laughs) a well-rounded diet yeah awesome And it's so it's like a giant tortoise. So I'm imagining like with spikes on it. So I'm imagining um like Bowser. Bowser, yeah. <laughs> Eating three bad kids <laughs> and three cats. What is that? What is the eighties eighties thing that ate cats? Elf. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> elf. But so with, like, elf a, a backpack that looks like Bowser. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in the 1400s, in parts of Portugal and Spain, the coco was often symbolized by something representing a severed head. Oh. Yeah, so this is, I mean, all, all over, over. All yeah. over the place. A hollowed-out vegetable was often carved with a scary face to represent the creature, or a severed head <gasps> may have been carved out of wood. Or fashioned out of clay to scare children. Yikes. Like so a like jack-o-lantern. a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's a severed human head, <clears throat> which makes it sound a little bit more... I mean, it's no, uh, like, triangles uh, for eyes, yeah. but... 
but uh, I'm sure I'm sure it was more primitive looking than what you're imagining. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Apparently, the word coconut comes from the Portuguese legend of the severed head <gasps> of the cocoa. Are you serious? Yes. Well, well I mean, that's what it says. You? Yeah, that's what it says here. I didn't fact check it. What? <laughs> I mean, I guess a coconut could look like a severed head. Oh, yeah, because it's got the three eyes. And the hair. hair. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes it appeared in a hooded cloak, a la the Grim Reaper. Ooh. In Brazil, the cocoa appears as a humanoid female alligator. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. These are so... Uh, how is this even the same creature? I, I mean, I'm guessing... Because, like, a lot of these are all different... Different countries. Different countries, like same language, different countries, like different parts of the world even. Okay. So not even just like Spain and Portugal, those are probably similar, but then like Brazil is all the fuck the way over there. <laughs> um, the story could change a lot, like um, like you're playing telephone. Yes. <laughs> across the yeah. ocean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they, I mean, they have alligators in Brazil, but they don't have them in Portugal, oh. I don't think. So, like, yeah. they adjust to fit the surroundings. Okay, yeah. Um, but they all sound ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, she is dressed like a woman with ugly hair and a sack on her back. Presumably, the sack is for whisking away children, but no one said that. That's just my own <laughs> hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Real Academia Española mm. describes Coco as a ghost with an empty pumpkin for a head. Ooh. Which... Is way less scary. Yeah. <laughs> but also is like the Headless Horseman, which is very scary. Ooh. Despite its many forms, it's not the way uh, Coco looks, but what it does that scares the most. Ooh. It is a child eater and a kidnapper. Oh, yikes. <laughs> it may immediately devour the child, leaving no trace, or it may spirit the child away to a place of no return. But it only does this to disobedient children. Mm. Oh, thank God. Yeah, so you're, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I am an obedient child. <laughs> it is on the lookout for children's misbehavior from the rooftops. And is said to take the shape of any dark shadow and stays watching. Mm. It represents the opposite of the guardian angel and is frequently compared to the devil. No. Yeah. It's watching So it's constantly watching. Like Santa. (gasps) No. (laughs) But But, from the shadows. But worse. Yeah. Santa's not going to eat you. From behind the curtain. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So it's used as it's a way for parents to try to get their kids to obey like go to sleep or else el coco is gonna get you which uh fair i <laughs> i was such a scary cat as a kid i'm so glad my parents never did that because i would have just been like all right so i'm just gonna pee in my bed every night now um, yeah i automatically like i i don't remember my parents ever using anything like that to try to get me to obey but mm-hmm. i mean first of all i was terrified of being in trouble so i obeyed Nice. Most of the time, regardless. But um, I just assumed that there were was something lurking somewhere. Yes. Uh, like, just automatically. Yes. Right? I yeah. didn't watch scary movies until I was, like, I don't know, like, 14 was when the first time I saw it. No, no, no. I watched the movie Scary Movie. 
<laughs> when I was like 11 or 12 and yeah. that mortified me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had for years ahead of that been afraid of everything. Yeah. The dark. Yeah. Um, under, under my bed stuff. Under the stairs stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. We didn't even have access to under the stairs and I was still like horrified <laughs> that something was going to get me or yeah. like when I went into the basement by myself and I was down there for a little too long, mm. I suddenly would be like, oh my God, what's this down here? die. <laughs> and so like I would turn the light off and run up the stairs as fast as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like when when I was a kid, we had dogs and so... My room had the back door, which led to the backyard. So that's where the dogs would go outside. And um, letting them in at night and not being able to see them. Like, our backyard wasn't big, but it was deep. So at night, we couldn't... I couldn't see shit. No. So, like, I had to be like, Yodi! (laughs) Precious! Muffin! Are those seriously the names of your dogs? Yes. Yodi! Precious and Muffin? So, <laughs> so there was, originally there was Tippy, <laughs> Muffin and Precious. What? But then Tippy got blind and died eventually. Oh, Tippy. Yeah. Um, and then so we had Muffin and Precious. Um, Muffin was Precious's mom. Oh. And, <laughs> and then we got Yodi. I don't remember how we got Yodi, but it, his name was originally Rodeo, oh. but my brother couldn't say ours <laughs> or just the word Rodeo. He could just couldn't do it, mm-hmm. so he he called him Yodi. So that's what we called him. <laughs> I love those names. <laughs> I want my first three children to be named <laughs> Yodi, Yodi, Muffin, and Precious. <laughs> Muffin gets the worst out of the deal, but. <laughs> He'll be okay eventually. <laughs> <laughs> they were, the muffin impressions were like little um, York Yorkshire Yorkie poos. They were both little Yorkie poos. Oh no! And then Yodi was like a golden retriever, German Shepherd mix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so calling them back into the house was really scary because it was fine at first, and then I just kept staring into the darkness. Ooh. And I was like, and the darkness was staring back. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was always like, someone is looking back at me. Someone is uh, going to run out from the darkness and snatch me. Or no. it was, <laughs> it was just awful. Oh my god. So anyway, um, so I was already really scared as a kid. I didn't need any help. <laughs> uh, my imagination was too much. <laughs> So anyway, um, I found a little story on scaryforkids.com. <laughs> My favorite website. Uh-huh. It's very short, but I uh, wanted to share it. It's a first-hand account of, of someone who grew up hearing about El Coco. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they say, I grew up in a small town in Mexico. My mother used to tell me ghost stories when I was a child. But none of them scared me as much as El Cucuy. <gasps> Cucuy. <laughs> Cucuy sitting in the old gum tree. Uh, one day I was angry and I cursed at my mother. She got very quiet and she looked at me with fury burning in her eyes. Slowly and calmly, she said, 
El Cucuy is going to scratch your feet tonight. What the hell? No. <laughs> Not imagine? my feet. <laughs> Not my precious feet in my bed. Mm-hmm. That's, that's no. Yeah. Can you imagine your your parents saying that to you? Because you cursed at them. Oh my god! Like you said, damn. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Don't. It's gonna scratch my. You're not feet a child. No. <laughs> now I can just picture like at the end of my bed, just like a head popping out and just like just like full. It's just a tickle. <laughs> no, 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 no. They don't have. This um... isn't sweet. This isn't tickle, tickle scratching or whatever. Tickle scratching. <laughs> this is like nails on a chalkboard scratching. Yeah, I mean, if it's anything like what I imagined as a child, mm-hmm. or what I imagined the boogeyman to be, mm-hmm. it, with those uh, sharp fangs come uh-huh. sharp claws. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> something about the way she said it really scared me. Yeah. Which, I mean, just saying the words, uh, El Cucuy is going to scratch your feet tonight, mm. even if she said it in the most deadpan voice, that mm. would be so horrifying yeah. to hear. No. So, that night, I went to bed, and it took me nearly two hours to fall asleep. Eh. That's no record, kid. Well, maybe she didn't have a cell phone to look at. (laughs) (laughs) The next morning when I woke up, I got out of bed and noticed that my feet were sore. No. I looked down and saw that both of my feet had long red scratches on them. It truly terrified me because I didn't know if El Cucuy was real or if my mother was so crazy that she scratched up my feet while I was asleep to teach me a lesson. <laughs> Either way, that's messed up. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, so scary. Yeah. God, it sucks, especially because I sleep with my feet out of my blanket. Because I can't do it. I can't keep them in my blanket oh my unless it's super cold and I'm like mm, I'm so cold I'm so warm under my blanket oh my but most of the time I'm too warm under my blanket mm-hmm. so my feet are out in the open yeah I'm the opposite so they're always covered well until I'm too hot and then my feet are out and then I wake up periodically because I'm like oh god is it now does he got me now is gonna scratch your feet. how many toes do I have left <laughs> <laughs> So I liked, I, I thought that was interesting because um, most of the, most, like, I found people kind of talking about it and how they heard the story when, when they, or not the story, they heard about El Cucuy mm-hmm. when they were kids and it was mostly just like, El Cucuy is gonna, going to snatch you and take mm. you away or kill you or something. <laughs> <laughs> but scratching your feet and then that's it? That's yeah. crazy. No, no, no. I wonder if the mom was in uh, cahoots <laughs> with, with, with El Kukui. I'm picturing now that like meme of that old woman, and then she's like, she's on the phone, and then it says like, <laughs> like Jesus, put on your sandals and come down here. <laughs> Just like, yes. El, El Kukui, put oh. on your scratching nails and get down here. Like every parent gets one lesson from El Kukui. <laughs> Everybody gets one. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. <laughs> so that is all I could find on uh, El Coco. 
However, I did find something else mm -hmm. um, that El Coco is kind of blended with another boogeyman sometimes. But this one is called The Sack Man. <laughs> yes. Also called Ugh. The Bag Man. <laughs> or Man with the Bag slash Sack. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everybody's waiting for the Man with the Bag. Santa Christmas Claus. is here again. <laughs> <laughs> the Sack Man is here again. <laughs> So the sack man is portrayed as a, you guessed it, man with a sack on his back. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? And, yeah. <laughs> and he uh, carries naughty children away, kind of like Krampus. Ooh. Variants of this figure appear all over the world, particularly in Latin countries where it is referred to as El Hombre del Coastal, mm -hmm. El Hombre del Saco. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I'm so terrible. That's like a native English speaker trying to make the name, like El Ombre <laughs> Del Sacco. God, so I know. <laughs> and it doesn't help that like Midwestern accents are the worst. <laughs> yeah, Del Sacco. <laughs> so it just sounds so stupid out mm -hmm. of my mouth. In uh, Portuguese. They, it is called Ohamim Dosaco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all of which means the sack slash bag man. <laughs> nice. Okay. There are also legends found in Eastern Europe and Haiti and some countries in Asia. Hmm. Yeah. So it's all over the place. I mean, really, you can lump Santa Claus in with this. So. <laughs> True. The man with the bag. Yeah. Uh, in Spain, El Hombre del Saco is usually depicted as a mean and impossibly ugly and skinny old man who eats the misbehaving children he collects. Oh. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. It's like um, the Wendigo version of Santa. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. In Brazil, Ohamim do Saco <laughs> is portrayed... I'm never I, getting over this sacco part. Do you think it's sacco? Sacco? I mean, oh, it's not sacco for sure. Sacco beans. <laughs> the sacco children. Hmm. I'm still going to say sacco. Mm -hmm. Please do. <laughs> Is portrayed as a tall and imposing adult male, usually in the form of, of a vagrant, who carries a sack on his back, and collects mean, disobedient children for nefarious purposes. Ooh, no, no. Yeah. Tell, me, tell me your purpose. Don't just call it nefarious. Yeah, especially Ooh. if it's just a vagrant. <laughs> mm -hmm. In Chile and Argentina, um, the it, it is mostly known as El Viejo del Saco. <laughs> El Viejo del Saco. Well, Sacco sounds stupid, too, like Sacco. <laughs> Sacco boppers. <laughs> yeah. So El Viejo del Sacco uh, walks around the neighborhood every day around supper time. Oh. This character is not considered or perceived as a mythical or fantastic creature by children. It's just a dude? Mm -hmm. With a Sacco? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> just a dude with the sacco. <laughs> um, instead, he is recognized as an insane, psychotic murderer that somehow has been accepted by a society which allows him to take a child that has been given to him willingly by disappointed parents. What? Or any child that is not home by sundown or supper time. Okay, the stakes are so low. <laughs> yeah. You do the tiniest thing wrong. You're like two minutes late for dinner, mm-hmm. and he's got you mm-hmm. in his sacco. <laughs> Just something. In his, in his chompers. He's not going to eat them. I don't know. This is just uh, your average insane psychotic murderer who is going to take them and murder them. Mm. Probably not eat them, but maybe. But who knows? I don't know if he's insane and and psychotic. (laughs) It's just so funny that, I mean, the way this is written, (laughs) accepted by a society which allows him to take a child... That has been given to him willingly by disappointed parents. <laughs> or so like, funny. yeah, yeah, your kid doesn't come home for dinner and you're like, oh, he must have been late, gone right. forever. Right. That's what he deserves. Yeah. Or she. Um, so the real story behind El Hombre del Sacco is, uh, well, one, I mean, one of them. I don't quite know where this um, particular one, like what country it's from. But according to the legend, Francisco Ortega was a man sick with tuberculosis at the beginning of the 20th century. Ooh, it's a bad time to have tuberculosis. Yeah, any time before, like, 1960 is a bad time for TB. (laughs) True. (laughs) Um, He was desperately looking for a cure for the disease, so he sought help from a curandera, which is a witch doctor. Ooh. The witch doctor, which is apparently a woman... Uh, told him he would be cured by drinking the blood of children and rubbing their fat on his chest. <gasps> oh, like um, like uh, like Vicks vapor, like Vicks vapor rub. Yeah, but it's a child's uh, fat. Yeah, but it clears you of tuberculosis. So. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta drink the blood, which is like NyQuil, and then rub <laughs> children's fat on your chest, which is like vapor rub. <laughs> or you could kill two birds with one stone and get the NyQuil that has Vicks vapor rub in it. Mix it all together and chug a lug it down. Yeah, like a, the worst jungle juice. <laughs> Um, so, so the, the, so she, the witch doctor, told him to do this, and so, of course, being desperate, he did, uh, Ortega kidnapped a seven-year-old boy in a cloth bag, slit his underarm, and drank his blood. Oh, no. Yeah. So this story actually calls El Hombre del Saco, um, El Coco, too. So, like, it's, like, it's interchangeable. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where the legend of the, this man with a sack on his back walks up and down the streets at night and apparently scouts for children who oh. roam the streets or just misbehave. Oh, no. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that the end? Yeah. 
No! Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just different enough from other boogeymen yeah. to keep it fresh yeah. and interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I liked how um, how many different forms El Coco ta- mm-hmm. takes, but I especially liked the weirdness of El Hombre del Sacco. Yes. The sack man. <laughs> the sack man. The sack man can. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sackman, <laughs> bring me some sacks. I feel like you've sung that before. I probably have. Deja vu. Why, though? What other Sackman do we know? Krampus. Oh. He's the big one. <laughs> he, is, he is quite large. Literally, yeah. Literally yeah, and yeah. figurative. Yeah. Hmm. So that's that for children. Oh my gosh, wow. Thank God we're not children anymore, oh, huh? Yep. I thank God every day. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine being a parent. Period. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, and telling my kids stories like this. No. Like I, I think when they were a little older, like even early elementary, I would tell them scary stories, but not like in order to get them to obey me. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I think that's so. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like I could see telling kids stories like this is something spooky that happened to someone, but yeah. not like this is something spooky that's going to happen to you tonight. Uh huh. So watch out. Yeah, keep and your feet it, under the covers. I feel like you're only creating more problems for yourself. Oh yeah, because they're gonna run into your room at oh night and then get into bed with you. Or they're gonna do what I did as a kid when I couldn't sleep, and I'd walk into my parents' room and I was too. I was too afraid to, like, wake them up. Would you just stare at them? I would just stare at them. So I'd stand next to their bed and stare at them That's, until I one of them too. woke up. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I always stood on my mom's side of the bed, but uh, I would just stare at them, and occasionally I'd be like, Mom. <laughs> That's exactly what I did, too. Mom. Dad. Dad. And then they would, like, shake awake. <laughs> What? <laughs> it's not worth it. Children. Children. Watch out. What a nightmare. <laughs> Just kidding. They're not for me, but I they're fine. I like yeah, I like kids. Yeah. Um I like my nieces and nephews. But So Alright, well, this is fun. Thanks for voting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will continue to, to post topics for you guys to choose on our Instagram, so check out our Instagram. Uh, we also have our Patreon up, which you can check out, you can peruse, look at the uh, various rewards offered. If you want, you can donate. If not, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just patreon.com slash ghoulgals, so take a look at that. There's some really fun stuff that we've been doing. Like newsletters and special mini soaps. Mm-hmm. So if I were you, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess this is where we say, see you later, ghouls and boys. Bye. Bye. <gasps> A child. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Okay, anyway.